0: The Red Steeple Podcast is a production of Nolensville First United Methodist Church in Nolensville, Tennessee. Our vision is to be a neighborhood church where people experience a life-changing relationship with Jesus in a welcoming church family. With this podcast, we want to explore subjects of faith to help you think critically and hopefully to see how God is working in our world and in your life. The ideas we express belong to the speakers. We aren't here to tell you how to think. We just want to give you some things to think critically about in your faith. Hi, I'm Mary Beth Hagen. I'm here with my friend, Zannie Martin. How are you, Zan? Great. So today's episode, we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. So I wanted to start by reading the scripture where we find the fruit of the Spirit. It's in Galatians five, twenty-two through 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And then kind of in the whole chapter, Paul of Galatians here, Paul is talking about living by the spirit. And right before he lists those fruit of the spirit, he talks about. Kind of the impulses of just human sinful nature, right? Just impurity and idolatry and those sorts of things. And then leads into the fruit of the spirit. And it has taken every ounce of my willpower or self-control not to sing the song to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite since I was a kid in camp.
1: You were really struggling through reading that without singing it.
0: That's right. You've heard me sing it before, right? <laughs> A few times, yes.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny? As many times as I've heard that song, it—I um, don't know it. I'm going to be honest. Like I, I don't have those words memorized, but I have the tune memorized, and so I always kind of fumble through in Sunday school. Like, love, join me here. <laughs> <laughs> luckily Katie and Zach have it down so that works
0: I'm sure that if I had not memorized it as a child there would be no hope for me because I have very little memory power at this age
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the problem but thankfully Miss Sandy teaches our kids well and they have it down Pat
0: I like talking about the fruit of the spirit I really like how it ends where it says against such things there is no law to me it's saying these are the good things that you see when you let the spirit into your life when you're guided by God then these are the things that show and and when you look at all of them I mean give them to me right (laughs) like I wouldn't I don't have them all but I wouldn't turn any of them away when I when I
1: think about the no law portion against these things, there is no law. I think about ration or limit. You know, there's no limit like you can have as much of
0: this as you want. And you can give away as much as you can and there's always more. I talk yeah. it's a lot about scarcity and this idea that you have to hold back because you only have so much of something. And you know you see it whenever You have more than one child. You have the second child and you know that your love is just as big and broad for the second child as it was for the first. What else stands out to you about the fruit of the spirit?
1: Well, I have a question. I really have been thinking about why is it called a fruit? Like why fruit? Why did we pick that word? Like why didn't we say behaviors or attributes or like that's what I wanted to know. Why? Why do you think that it was interpreted as fruit or that it was called fruit?
0: You know. Probably because they had no other store to go to, right? The fruit market is the best they got. <laughs> they don't have a target. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness. I mean, you see that idea. I mean, fruit is all throughout Scripture, right? In the Garden of Eden. There were trees that were bearing the best fruit. Um, One particular fruit was the downfall, right? And then whenever they're looking into the promised land and uh, Moses sends Caleb and Joshua, I think it's Joshua, right? Joshua and Caleb and the ten other guys. And they bring back like the choice fruit and they're like, this is land is good. This land has everything we need to be taken care of and to be comfortable. It's it's kind of how I read it. It's like confirmation of goodness. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is I, I just happen to be reading through Proverbs right now, which is actually, that's kind of a challenging book to read because it's like these two line like Not cliches, but almost. And so you're just reading all of these two liners over and over again. It's a little bit hard, but there was one that stuck out to me. It was Proverbs 1, 31, because it talks about fruit, but it's a little bit different than what, um, kind of how we're talking about. And so it talks about when people reject God. And then in verse 31, it says, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. Oh, So it's kind of like it both ways, right?
1: So I think that relates back to the fruit is what is produced from your decisions or maybe what is in your heart, right? So I was kind of thinking in terms of that of like the vine, the Holy Spirit is the vine. And what it produces is the result of how you live your life. And so I suppose that in what you just read, and I think that's a perfect analogy that if you're, you know, if your heart isn't right, what you produce is, is not good either. But if your heart is right and you've got the Holy Spirit growing well in you, then... These these things that, that come out of you, this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, those are the things that that are the result of how you live your life. And I know that sounds so basic, but yet so important, I think. The other thing I've really been thinking about is that we call them the nine we call do we call them the fruits of the spirit or the fruit of the spirit because is it non-separate fruits or is it one mega
0: awesome <laughs> fruit I don't know. it is singular <laughs> the fruit of the spirit
1: i think it's one big mega fruit i think it's the fruit of all fruits and it's huge and it's fabulous and we've never experienced anything quite like it together at once um my mom sent me a picture of a piece of fruit that was made up of different kind of pieces of all of of the of these labeled fruits of the spirit and it just really gave me a new perspective about maybe it's not nine different things maybe it's just one massive beautiful thing that we maybe haven't experienced in its entirety better than pineapple
0: (laughs) (laughs) one thing that one thing that kind of occurred to me as you were talking a minute ago if in using the analogy the the roots of the vine no one can see so you really don't know how healthy it is until it starts producing the fruit right it's just like when i mean how the holy spirit works in your life nobody can really see that until they see what you're doing like what your response is to a situation or your action point uh, up until that point it, it's just a it's an internal relationship
1: i was reading a bible study recently that commented on the fruits of the spirit that said you cannot force the growth of these fruits they are produced by the holy spirit not the christian
0: isn't that something i find that to be true i find that the more i sort of tune in to holy spirit and and maybe we should talk about what that means like For me, it's come to mean sort of that voice that's in my head, like that inclination to do something or someone's name or a situation coming to mind and then and then acting on that or maybe reading scripture and something particular jumps out or stays with me. Like to me, that's the Holy Spirit kind of moving through me. What do you how is it for you?
1: For me, the Holy Spirit is a tug at my heart. Like it is, um, I guess, this calling that grows in me, kind of swells in me, that knows, helps me to discern what is right versus what is wrong or what is the next thing that God wants me to do. And and for me, cultivating that Holy Spirit in my life means that I try to weed out the things that interrupt me or or. create a space that that doesn't allow that to grow in me or to be the most important thing growing in me and so for me I guess living with the Holy Spirit in my life just means that I try really hard to create space for that goodness in my heart and to take out the things that distract me from it
0: yeah I think it when you have the like seeing the fruit of the Spirit Listed out like this, it lets you sort of test what that tug in your heart is against what that's saying, right? So you can think, is this? if you have a pull to do something? Is this loving, kind, patient, good, etc.? That's what I always think of. It's almost it's like a backstop for me to like test whatever I'm thinking about or whatever I want to say to somebody or whatever I want to do, how does it match up against the fruit of the spirit?
1: Yeah, no, I think that's, I I totally agree. I can see that as being sort of that test and and a way to sort of balance what you feel like you're supposed to be doing versus what maybe God really wants you to be doing. And if it meets these things, then you know, it must be good because it is, is part of, of the gifts that I think the Holy Spirit gives to our lives.
0: I was looking at each one and just trying to think through, like, like looking at the words individually, kind of what they mean. And the word, word goodness just seemed kind of simple. I was like, what? I don't know. That one caught me as just a little bit overly simple. Like, how do you know what is good? And so I looked at it in different translations. And then the um in RSV translation it used the word generosity and lo and behold there was a proverbs that matched up against that too <laughs> there was one proverbs eleven twenty five: 25 whoever refreshes others will be refreshed but it was talking about generosity and so a lot of these are really thinking about putting other people before yourself
1: I think that kind of ties back to the analogy of the fruit which I, I'm becoming so grateful for because it helps this make such sense to me. but these things that are described in this in this verse are really gifts to your life and and they're not just rules for your life. like they're not, for for example, the first time that I heard them, I envisioned it as like the guidebook of this is how you're supposed to live your life. You're supposed to live your life with love and joy and peace and treat others with patience and kindness and goodness. But what I am growing to understand is that as I make space for the Holy Spirit, these things become the gifts to my life. They're not just what I give to others, which is very important, but they're also What I can begin to draw from the whole world and in others as the gift back to me. Um, So I feel like the fruit of the spirit kind of becomes you, and it becomes more evident to you. And I wrote, I wrote specifically as I was sort of making some notes um, that I find that these things to be sweet and nourishing for our lives. They're really what helps us get through. Good and and even dark days, I think. They're better than the vegetables of life, for example. <laughs> they're <laughs> I think they're not just like the plain old like green beans of life.
0: <laughs> you know, that's right. Like when I'm looking at them, um the two that kind of stand out based on what you're saying are joy and peace. Because Um, the more I let myself be guided by the little tug from the Holy Spirit it's it's a matter of surrender really and but in that surrender it actually gives me more peace than I might have thought if I weren't I always think of this as like a journey of faith right if I weren't on this journey just pursuing um, pursuing what plan and purpose might be for my life right but I find that I can actually find peace even in times that are really the circumstances of them aren't peaceful and the same with joy in in sad times I've still been able to find joy and that's a gift that I I couldn't create right like That's a gift, I think, that God gives us because he loves us so much.
1: I think that is um, exactly right. I think these things, the more that we think about them are interchangeable, again, of things that we can produce ourselves for, for the sake of others, but also the things that we can consume in our own lives when the timing is right. So I agree. I think that faithfulness... And surrender to your calling produces peace. And they're, again, probably one piece of a big mega fruit that just kind of comes in one big wave when when you're letting the Holy Spirit work in your life.
0: Yeah, and these things are, you know, when it says against these things, there are no law. There is no law, excuse me. I mean, even, I think even people who, wouldn't identify as Christian would look at these and say, yeah, this is all good. Don't you think?
1: No doubt. These are, these are things that everybody I think has the capability of, of seeking and finding and, and producing in their own life. No matter what you believe, I think we can all agree that that these are the nuggets, right? The good stuff in
0: life. And wouldn't the world be a different place if everybody had these listed and and looked at them as they decided how to respond to this or that or the other? And maybe we
1: should apply these items to all Facebook posts before you could <laughs> post it. You should check off these criteria. There was one other thought I had in relationship to the Fruits of the Spirit. About how important it is to go ahead and consume them. Because these are things, these, I don't know, um, you know, some, some studies that I read called them behaviors or attributes or characteristics of the Holy Spirit. That you don't just get to hoard. You don't store up in a fruit basket on your shelf and hold it all for yourself. You have to consume it and you have to share it. Or it's going to just wilt and go bad and not be uh, reproduced. And so I thought a lot about that as I um, sort of reflected on this conversation and just how important it is that you use your fruits, right? If you're living this life that is of the Holy Spirit and, and you have these things in your heart, you've got to figure out a way to hand them to others and to share them with others and consume them yourself and live them all the time because more will grow, but not if you stick them away on a shelf and try to save them for rainy days.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think about some like just real world examples of how I, I've seen the fruit of the spirit. And I think that, um, well, you know me pretty well, right? And so I, <laughs> I don't know if gentleness is necessarily an attribute that people put on me, but I think that When I'm faced with a confrontation, um, gentleness and self-control are probably the ones that I uh, have to battle back against the most. But in the times when I've been able to sort of recognize it in the moment rather than just jerk reaction happen and give it over and say, hey, God, I need you to help my response here. I need you to help guide this. And then I see, like you were saying, you, you see the fruit sort of show up and you see the fact that when you listen to somebody versus tell them why they're wrong in some situations. I mean, I'm sure there's times when I guess people need to be told they're wrong, but but there are also just times to listen, right? And then that brings the peace. I think that, that it just brings peace to a situation whenever um, – I think for me, most particularly when I'm dealing with someone who's kind of difficult, right? Who I just want to feel the tendency to argue with.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes that if you focus on these things, you can create the space and the, and the comfort level for others to sort of come to their own state of peace. And if you're If you're in a position where you're feeling strongly about pushing your perspective onto others then they may not receive it like they would one of these fruits right they may be they may push resist or push back and so I think if you just create that space of quietness and calmness that's where the most peace lies and I think I think that's where uh we as a community and we as Christians can and help people sort of find their own ability to grow the fruit. Maybe start to cultivate their own vine, whether they realize it or not. Even you know.
0: Yeah, I, uh, you and I were participating with the girls in our youth group in a study the other day, and they, when we talked about the scripture. Where Jesus comes up and all the leaders have a lady in the middle who was com- she had was accused of adultery. and so they're all accusing her and they really want to stone her. and so they look to Jesus to kind of see his response. And, and then he like just bends down and starts riding in the ground. And I just imagine him doing it really slowly, <laughs> just with such patience, <laughs> thinking, you know, these people don't have a clue. <laughs> uh, whatever he's writing one by one they start falling away to where it's only her and and he doesn't yell at her he just tells her that she's forgiven and and to to change from her ways which is oh such a loving kind thing to do and so we would approach people that way too just feel like the response would be so much different
1: You know, I've been thinking a lot about that question you asked the girls that night about, you know, what do you think he was writing? And I just envision in my head that he was writing their sins (laughs) without saying them out loud. He didn't put a name with them, but he's like, you know who did this? I'm just writing your sin right here. And I just want you to know I know it. And these guys are like, I'm out. I'm out of here.
0: (laughs) That cracks me up. (laughs) i because you just imagine like the look on their faces you know like ooh. (laughs) but they probably looked at the guy beside them and was like ooh, that's you
1: (laughs) i don't know what they thought but they sure got out of there quick and and what an incredible powerful message to this woman who who certainly had sin in her own life but But Jesus didn't, he didn't stone her or condemn her and gave her this opportunity to really to be born again. And I'm grateful that he does that for us because Lord knows I've needed some
0: grace in different parts of my life. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, getting to know Jesus by seeing how he responded to just human things that were happening on earth has been the main draw that's kind of pulled me in deeper because he's just so kind and caring to all people no matter who they are no matter if they're in the same religion or culture as him and it's just so it's just refreshing because it's it's something that it's not necessarily easy to do but it's something that we all could do and man the world would look like a different place
1: yeah sometimes we have to I guess weed through all the information that we have and and look deeply, and I I think it's very possible that that these are the fruits that are in almost everybody. You know, I think I think there's room for this kind of growth in in every single human being because we're all children of God, and this is how He meant for us to live our lives.
0: Yeah. Thank you for spending time talking with me about my favorite thing, the fruits of the spirit, and I'll save you from singing it.
1: <laughs> You're not going to sing it?
0: No. <laughs> I think we have <laughs> we have some kids who are going to sing it to close us out, so I'll leave it to some better singers than myself.
1: Oh, that's perfect.
0: All right. Talk to you soon, Zan.
1: Okay. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. The fruit of the spirit is not a coconut. The fruit of the spirit is not a coconut. You wanna be a coconut, you might as well hear it. You can't be a fruit of the spirit, cause the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness and self-control. Oh Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Oh,
0: Thank you for listening to the Red Steeple Podcast. Many thanks to my sweet friends, Annie Martin, and to Brady and Caroline for their awesome rendition of what is my favorite camp song. Thanks to Amanda Jones for her amazing editing skills. If you have ideas for future show topics, email us at redsteeplepodcast at gmail.com. We hope you use this conversation to share thoughts with others. Stay safe and be well.